Come on, man. What are we talking about? Right, right, right and wrong. Come on, man. What are we talking about? Right, right, right and wrong. Corn Pop was a bad dude. Whoa. Corn Pop was a bad dude. Whoa. Come on, man. What are we talking about? Right, right, right and wrong. Come on, man. What are we talking about? Right, right and wrong. Welcome to Right and Wrong. This is the show where we try to wake up the woke by talking common sense about the issues of the day. I'm your host, Brian Ruka, and with me as always over there is my man and yours, producer Juice. He is known out there on the World Wide Web as the truth box, ladies and gentlemen, because he loves speaking the truth all day, every day. My man, Mr. Truth Box, what do you get to say to all the people out there in the right and wrong audience today, my man? Uh, nothing. Been way too long. <laughs> the people, the people. Uh, been way too long. I'm more fired up than ever. Ready to get this show rocking, brother. I love it. I love it. Good to be back. Well, just like you. Like and subscribe, uh, by the way. Yes, that would help. Smash the like button. Smash it all over the place, please. Well, just like most of you out there, myself and my man, the juice box over there, we grew up going to cookouts, eating burgers and dogs, playing wiffle ball. We said the Pledge of Allegiance and morning prayer during school. We rode our bikes around the neighborhood and we hung out down at the local park. When we ventured out, it would be to places like the mall or the movie theater. I was obsessed with sports, not just watching it, but also playing it. There was no doubt that growing up, me and the juice box and most of you out there were living in the greatest country the world has ever seen. The entertainment around us, around me, um, and the culture that we were involved in, it reinforced that notion almost on a daily um, matter. And most Americans out there had a reputation for being, um, you know, loud, brash, boisterous, very extremely self-confident. Sounds like somebody we might know, huh? Well, it's got like ding a bell or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, to this day, uh, there's nothing better than a good old-fashioned USA versus Russia plotline in a movie. I know I've spoken about this a lot because I know uh, I love the Miracle on Ice in the movie that they turned it into and that it really happened. But then I'm also talking about movies like Rocky Four when the Italian stallion took on Ivan Drago. Who could forget that? We, the Americans, were the good guys and the Russians, they were the bad guys. It was communism versus capitalism. And you know what? We were the more trustworthy. We were the more morally superior and just country on the global stage. And we won out. When the, when the rivalry wasn't dramatized um, throughout sports, it was viewed through the lens and it was dramatized during like TV shows like The Americans, where it was espionage. And they had the family go undercover, pretending to be American, Russian spies. Uh, who could forget the, the ending to No Way Out, the classic Kevin Costner movie? When he starts speaking Russian in his white naval officer's uniform at the end of the movie. Absolute classic. But that was going on. People took that serious. It was a real threat. And at some point during the PC era, things started to change. It became fashionable to be ashamed to be an American. To be ashamed of our American identity rather than to be proud of it. Over the past couple of decades, we've seen an extraordinary number of immigrants, both legal and illegal, enter this country. The idea of encouraging those immigrants to assimilate into the country they're deciding to now call home was looked at as you know insulting and, and racist. Instead of learning the ways and the customs, or at least the language of the country that these migrants were offered services in their native tongue now, instead of learning our stuff, learning how to be American, they were getting everything that's great about America provided to them in their own language, with their own customs, with their own identity still attached to that. And it's a broken mindset. How could you come to a country and thrive in it and succeed in it if you're not willing to adopt its cultures and its customs? And how can a country survive if it's not willing to 
even know what makes it a great country or to defend its own culture and heritage. And the broken incentive structure that has produced despicable people in this country, such as Congresswoman Rashida Tlaib. That's what I'm talking about here. That's the broken incentive structure. There is no incentive for her or for other such immigrants coming here and being proud to be Americans now. They hold on to the heritage that they came from. They hold on to everything that was from their former country. And Tlaib, she's a firstborn American, first in her family to be born here in America, right? Um, Her parents immigrated here from Palestine, and she shows more pride and more, um, you know, loyalty towards a country that she's not a natural citizen of. Well, I think she is a citizen, sorry. But you get what I mean. She's not proud of America the way she is proud of Palestine. And it's this country's voters in this country that gave her the opportunity of opportunity to make something of herself here. She's got the opportunity to serve in the greatest government the world has ever seen. And she throws it away. Where's her loyalty lie? It lies with Palestine. It lies with the terrorist government organization known as Hamas. Rashida Tlaib can't even bother to have an American flag outside of her office. She needs that space to be taken up by LGBTQ flags and the Palestinian flag. She's got no space for an American flag. And why should she? She hates this country. Over the past three weeks, since the horrific, horrible attacks on the country of Israel by Hamas, Tlaib's been exposed as the traitor that she is. The way she speaks about Israel as being colonizers and being an apartheid state is the same way she feels about America. It's only a matter of time until Tlaib pulls the same move that Costner did at the end of No Way Out and exposes herself for the spy that she is. At least in those movies, we understood that the enemy was trying to disguise themselves here in this country. We don't see it anymore. And that's out of the silence that we now have and the fear of being politically incorrect. And it needs to come to an end. And if you haven't woken up to that fact in the last three weeks, it's about time that you do. And with that being said, I do believe it is time to welcome in our good friend, Mr. Ric Flair, because guess what? It is showtime, baby. Woo! Showtime! Woo! Woo! Gotta say, Juice, sorry about the delivery there. A little rusty. It's been a while. Uh, Fumbling, fumbling, bumbling a little bit. Like it. Showtime, baby. Uh, You said uh, a bunch of stuff about No Way Out when you were. I was digging around while you were while you were talking about it, and uh, I got a little clip. If you want to refresh some people's memories, want to play this? Hey, let's do it. All right, here you go. Before. I told you when I called that I could not get out of the Pentagon. All right, but at least you'll admit your relationship with the woman was poorly I, handled. I did what I was told. You wanted me to be her lover. I was her lover. I don't see any point in going on with yeah, this. Yeah, well, neither do I. Мы думали, что мы тебя никогда больше не увидим. Я тоже так думал. Ты бы не мог это лучше сделать. Не так быстро. Мне трудно по-русски. It's been very long for me. Как ты должен быть голодным на звук нашего языка, Евгений Алексеевич? Wouldn't you love to hear Russian again? Imagine Pushkin, Lermontov, Tolstoy. Sozhenitsyn, Aksenov. <laughs> Even then, always the sense of humor. In the Philippines, when you passed a bag of underwear, Moscow wasn't amused. I should have acted then. In any case, it's not possible for you to remain in the United States. This bizarre incident has given them their Yuri. <laughs> Sorry for those who haven't seen that yet. Uh, spoiler alert. Costner was a spy. 89, 80 something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but that, I mean, I know I kind of just rambled on a little bit there talking about it, but the thing about the culture back then in those movies is like people related to that and understood. And it was like, you know what? 
this th- that like made sense, like the Russian spy infiltrating our military. And it's like they're not even trying to hide the fact right now that people like Talib, like she's open about her disdain for America and her hatred for this country. And we just give her power. We give her opportunity. We give her the spotlight. And at least in those eighties ones, they, they like, you know, he had to hide the fact that he, he was Russian. This lady's outwardly proud talking about it. And it just boggles my mind that over the past five to 10 years, we've heard these same people on the left um, refer to far right mega movement as Nazis. They've talked about people that think the way me and you do juice. They've talked about us as Nazis where there's literal Nazis out there known as Hamas taking out Jews just for simply being Jews. And they're being supported by members of our government. That is real life Nazis right in your face. And these people don't see it. It's mind boggling. Um, it, it It's the worst attack that the Jews have suffered since the Holocaust. And that's a fact. Like, you know, it's it. Three weeks ago, 1,500 Jews slaughtered civilians, babies. It was it was heart-wrenching to see some of the footage that, that was circulating. And these people don't hide the ball. They were putting their own videos up there on Twitter. The members of Hamas driving around in pickup trucks with dead bodies of, of women that they raped and celebrating it. And... You got people like like Rashida Tlaib and the rest of our members of the squad that have no make no attempt to condemn that, and they wouldn't even answer to it. I think Juice, you have a clip of Tlaib being asked about um, babies that were beheaded. I believe that's what she was being asked about. There, there was that footage that circulated about about f- close to forty babies that they found just murdered, you know, decapitated. Horrible. Yeah, I got something like that, fortunately. Terrorists have um, cut off babies' heads and burned children alive. Do you support Israel's rights to defend themselves against this brutality? We're just going to go through here. You can't comment about Hamas terrorists chopping off babies' heads. Despicable. Just keep walking away. Never have to answer for for herself. Um, and one thing that I feel like became pretty popular right when this popped off, and um, it's you know, it's continued to to be the theme is myself included. I feel like even, but oh, I just I don't know much about what's going on in the Middle East. I uh, it's confusing. I, I don't really, I don't really get everything. You know, all the all the dynamics of it, and I feel like that's like it's laziness on our part, and it's a way to not have to pick. You know, make a stand. It's a way to just kind of ride the fence, and you're not going to piss anybody off on either way because you, you didn't you know, support one group over the other. You just, uh, I'm uneducated on it. You know, we have plenty of time in our lives. Like, you know, we, we waste a lot of time watching TV or scrolling on our phones. And believe me, I'm no Middle East expert, but when one side is raping women, taking people cap capture, um, chopping the heads off of babies, burning people alive. That's the side I, I can want nothing to do with. I can condemn them all day long. And, you know, Israel is a partner with America. Um, they're a modernized Western 
civilization and they're going up against modern day barbarians. Like that's, that's what Hamas is. And they're the legal government of the people of Palestine. They're voted into power and they've just kept it this whole time. And um, there's plenty of other Arab countries that are all around Israel, the Gaza Strip, the Middle East, and none of them are willing to take Palestinian refugees right now. Egypt wants nothing to do with them. Lebanon, not taking them in. But you have Rashida Tlaib's buddy there, AOC, saying America should bring all these people in, the people of Palestine. Oh, I got I got something like that. Yeah? Yeah, AOC. What did she say? I'll see. We will AOC. <laughs> on the lion's share of the burden to absorb what could be over a million, if not more, refugees from Gaza. I think there's something to be said about the region's partners being able to support and step up Palestinians. However, that does not abdicate the United States from our historic role that we've played in the world of accepting refugees and allowing people to restart their lives here. Now, I'm not saying I'd be able to use the word abdicate in a sentence, but chances are she just learned that one. You can spell it, right? <laughs> I, mean, I think there's a bit there with the dinging of the bell. You trying to spell things? Can you use it? Oh, yeah. Sentence? You know I can't spell yeah. at all. Uh, but Abdicate. A-B-D-U-C-A-T-E. Bing. Abdicate. Got that a boy. Um <laughs> Now use it, it in the comments on that TV. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, the US should be abdicating. Something. But like how ridiculous is that? We don't have the space for anybody. We don't have we we have too many legal immigrants coming in. Now we're going to take all these Palestinian refugees into the country and I don't think not we know nothing. what we do have been coming in. That's true. We don't even know where we stand if it's just a floodgate. You're like, 100% oh, it's right. three million a year or whatever. I think nobody knows anything. No, if they're just illegal, it up. yeah. You know how they like, you know, do a take a big shot of a crowd and try to say how many yeah. people are in it. That's all. Yeah, Crap, shoot. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And that was kind. Of, that's kind of like the point that the overall point I'm trying to make here too is like you bring people in like that that are fleeing the country, like, are they going to have any loyalty to the United States when they get here? Or, like, are they just going to have disdain for this country, grow up here, and become another Rashida Tlaib, who, like, use all the advantages of it, of being here, being, you know, granted the rights and privileges privileges that you get from being in the United States, and then spitting on it after you, after you get here. Like, you, we don't know. And how are you going to vet people that are coming? You don't think there's going to be people that actually do lie about who they are? They're going to be people that do do the real life, no way out thing. It's going to be a, a soldier, like just claiming to be a refugee just to get well, here. You have to and take then... your shoes off and can't bring gummies on a plane. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, it's crazy. Well, the other thing that's been aggravating me since Israel was invaded is, what, the fact that she lived the American dream, congresswoman, and played in the NFL? What? Tlaib? Oh, a, I like it. What's that guy's name? Uh, uh, Akib Tlaib. Was he good, Won right? a Super Bowl with the Pats. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good cornerback. Her brother, her brother pulled a couple strings in Congress. <laughs> him in. To get him. Oh, that's good. Well, the other thing that we've been hearing is, is A, it's the, oh, I just don't know enough about what goes on over there. And then B, the, the, the next step is, oh, well, it just needs to be a de-escalation of everything. Can't we all just get along? Can't they just be a ceasefire, right? That's what the squad members are all calling for now because it's like that's going to keep Hamas in power. They can come kill 1,500 Jews, kidnap over 200 people, decapitate babies, rape women, kill grandparents, like just massacre people, and then step back. Oh, everybody put your guns down now. De-escalate. That's what the people who barely know, you know, haven't followed it or just, 
you know, again, it's the kind of like the PC take to have on it. Like, oh, can't we just get, you know, everybody put down their guns and just two state solution. Uh, you hear that forever. And I think the senator here from Massachusetts, Mr. Ed Markey, um, tried to say something along those lines uh, a few weeks back when he was speaking to a crowd here in Massachusetts. Uh, I think you might have that one too, right, Juice? Mr. Markey? Yeah, Eddie Money. There must be a de-escalation of the current violence. The United States should... We... Dare in the headlights right there. He didn't know what to do. Chief Warren's in the back, like, taking <laughs> numbers. Like, taking names. <laughs> yeah. Like, writing on a sheet. Dude, I think she was, like, so happy that that wasn't her. Like, she's like, oh, yeah. you go ahead and get a fit. It's like the... uh the opening act in a, in a, for a comic that goes out there and like his jokes aren't landing. Yeah. It's like tough yeah. act to follow. Yeah. And then they bring him off with one of these things. Yeah. Yeah. And then he thought he had it. Like, oh, de-escalate yeah. the situation, the violence. I, did like, I say D? I meant escalate. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like what? Like where's your head, man? Like have a sense, ha- have a pulse, like for the crowd that you're talking to too. Um, and again, like, I just feel like it's such, it's such I mean, weak sauce. that was in Massachusetts, like at a, at just like a rally. Um, it was it for on. Israel, like a, a rally. For, uh-huh. like, yeah. It was like right after it happened too. like, not like know. all these student. Pro- no, it wasn't. It Palestine. wasn't like one of those like pro Palestine rallies. Queers, no, he queers he, for Palestine. Oh yeah. The queers time. for Palestine would have loved that from him. Yeah. Meanwhile, like Hamas will strap them to a rocket and shoot it at Israel, right? Like the Queer Palestine, like, dude, they don't like you either. No, (laughs) not at all. They would, they, I can't imagine what they would do to to the Queers for Palestine. It might solve the peace. Drop a couple of them off in there. (sighs) They're they're looking elsewhere now. You know, bring the march. Like, have fun. Go ahead. Go march over there. The queers for Palestine. March over in Palestine in the Gaza Strip. See how well that goes for you. Ridiculous. Um, well, I mean, if Marky knew anything about pop culture the way we do in movies the way we do, he would have saved himself a little bit of time if he just watched Independence Day when uh when President Bill Pullman <laughs> tried to negotiate a peace settlement with the aliens and the and the humans. I think. This is the answer that uh, Hamas would be giving anytime they're presented with a two-state solution. Talking through tentacles. I know there is much we can learn from each other if we can negotiate a truce. We can find a way to coexist. Can there be a peace between us? What is it you want us to do? Oh, true. That dude he's using kind of looks like it'd be at a pro-Palestine rally. He probably would be. A little kooky. Like out of the glasses. Oh, yeah. They got him cooped up in Area 51 for years, years down there. But, um, I mean, that's what they think of a two-state solution. You know it and I know it. It's going to go nowhere. So ceasefire, you know, peace talks, they're not happening. These people are terrorist Nazis. There's there's no talking them off the ledge. There's no coming to a common ground. They don't think the way me and you think. They don't. There's there's no like oh you know go in asking for a two hundred thousand dollar salary when really you know you'll settle for a hundred thousand thinking they might offer you one fifty like 
They they don't they're not bargaining like that. Three hundred and kill your baby. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Exactly. They just set unreasonable expectations or asking prices and just dig their dig their heels in the sand. You think so. it's a little insensitive to equate it to ID four Independence Day? No, I really don't. Like I, I think I think it's I I think it speaks to to the way they think. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a movie and it's kind of cheesy, but there is no peace. That's what they think. Yeah, good answer. So, <laughs> trying to catch you there, but I guess it worked. Yeah. No. Trying thank to catch you, you off guard. You yeah. uh wanna move um, on? Yeah, absolutely. But I think it's a smooth transition because we're gonna stick with the theme of, you know, quasi immigration here and play the game of uh two different states and how they respond to things. Um, two different governors, how they like to try to handle things. One state is, um, you know, has a governor who thinks that they are part of the moral elites in this world. They're highbrow, uh, highly educated. Um, you know, they think if they say something enough, it's just going to magically happen. The other governor, the other state, a little bit more down to earth, a little bit, you know, more into the take decisive actions. Let's think of something and go do it, not talk about doing it. Um, so that's kind of kind of what we're going to see here. And I guess uh, let's start things off with uh, the governor behind door number one, if you don't mind, Mr. Juice. Got you, brother. Let's see what we have for them, Brian. Here in Massachusetts, we have shown that we can move forward in a unified way from our shared values, but we can only go it alone for so long. It's time for the federal government to step up and do the job we need them to do. But today we wanted to be very clear about the state of play and about new measures we are taking to address the current situation. <laughs> I didn't even realize, I didn't pick up on it, the, the you know prepping for the show with that. She even says, it's about our shared values. The whole theme of what we've been talking about for the first half hour of the show here is how when you bring all these people from all over the world with all different value systems all into one place, they're not all going to be shared values. They're not going to be the same. You can have diversity that, is our strength. Yeah, diversity is your strength until you have a Jew and a and a, and a Palestinian Muslim right there going going toe to toe. Are they going to coexist or? How are they going to put, pick sides into what's going on right now? Are they going to support Hamas or are they going to support Israel? Shared values. Such like a lib way to speak with that too. And uh, you notice what she did? She wants to be a sanctuary state of Massachusetts here. Bring them all in. Let's go. Um, and then she's going to sit there and try and pass the buck and blame it on the federal government needs to step up and fund us. You notice that she's not saying the federal government needs to shut down our borders. The federal government needs to stop illegal and legal immigration. They need this is like immigration month, reform. This was like a month, a month and a half ago, but like she was, I think maybe Mayor Adams said it. Like she also said, like, if you have an extra room, you know, yeah. think <laughs> no, no, no. Not at all. But but no. And that's the point, right? She's trying to now now she wants you to use your extra room. Instead of just rethink your policies a little bit here. Everything you've done makes rooms go for like three grand to whack. Yeah, it's anything where yeah, being being them. Yeah, it's nuts. It's absolutely nuts. But like it never like it's it's uh it's like a, a Charlie Brown having the football moved from him constantly. Lucy's putting the football out for Governor Haley. Like, oh, give us more immigrants, more immigrants. Up, oh, pull it away because now you don't have any money. Like, mm-hmm. Wait, but where's Biden kicking the football? Or is he the Charlie Brown? <laughs> he might be the Charlie Brown. Oh, they all are. She kind of does look left. like uh, she, she, she kind of does look like Lucy. Is that her name? Lucy. Lucy? Yeah, Lucy pulls the, the, pulls the football away. Yeah, but it's arg, like, man. Arg. <laughs> I didn't know how he. Yeah. Oh, that's great. I got another rock. door. Do you have another? Um, yes. 
and what about governor? governor? We do have another governor. On yeah, but they, wait, show. is she a governor? Is Mara Healy the he, governor? Yeah, she's the governor. Oh, yeah, Mayor Wu. You guys still have Mayor Wu, and then you have her, yeah, too? Yeah, it's horrible up here, man. <laughs> Brutal. Bike paths, I heard, are coming along. Oh, bike paths all over the place. Makes me long for the days of the old, uh, right back there. You see the old South Carolina license plate that I had on my beast down there, the right and wrong plate. Um, but, anyway, Let's see... Uh, Let's see who's the next contestant on Right and Wrong. We got Ron from Florida. Happy to report we had another flight bringing Floridians back from Israel land in the wee hours of the morning. We've been able to help hundreds of people get back uh, from the war zone safely to the United States, to the state of Florida. Uh, we've also put a lot of supplies that have been donated over to Israel, and I know they're really appreciative of it. And we've got another flight coming uh, most likely tomorrow morning. So federal government dragged its feet. A lot of those folks didn't have any options. We stepped up, showed the leadership, and are delivering results. Best line in that whole thing, and the reason why I wanted that specific clip was federal government dragged its feet. We took action. Look at the difference between the two governors. The one governor here in Massachusetts still waiting for the federal government to give her some money to house her migrants, where Ron from Florida is like, F off, federal government. I'm not waiting around for you anymore. I'm going to go do it myself. I'm going to go get people out of there safely with my own resources. I'm not going to sit around waiting for the federal government to support my state. I'm going to support myself. And it's like, it's kind of like a left-right type of thing, right? Like us on the right, we think of, um, you know, self. Uh, well, what am I looking for here, Juice? Self what? Support, self-support, self-sufficient. Yeah, like, self-sufficiency. And, and the people on the left are always looking for handouts, for, you know, the the government supply. They're looking for the government to give them handouts, living off those uh, COVID checks still. And it just boggles my mind that why not go take care of yourself, do it yourself, and and be self-sufficient instead of and it's sitting a, around and complaining. And it's a good look by Ron. You know, one, right thing to do, obviously, first and foremost. Second, like he's getting Floridians out of Israel. So mm-hmm. like, hey, I can if I do this for them, what can I do for you? You know Absolutely. what I mean? There's always a political angle, but yeah, save people first. Yeah. But he's also like, it's kind oh, of oh, of course, he's a not just weekend, doing it. Uh, whenever this came out, a good clip for Ron. Yeah. Well, and you know what? That's something that the the reason why I like DeSantis and and why I think he's a player um, nationally is because he's been able to insert himself into national headline type of stories all the time. He acts quickly, like. Nobody was was talking about Florida having people climb the border, like like mm-hmm. cross the border into Florida. It was always Texas, New Mexico. But he made headlines by taking immigrants from Florida and shipping them to Martha's Vineyard because it was like he knew it was a, a yeah. Anytime there's anything, there's, there's a mystery of a big twenty foot croc, you know, in the swamp by the cat. You know, he'll be like, oh, and he'll bring that to the overall <laughs> yeah. political. You know, yeah. like pivot it in the conversation. Oh, if I waited for Biden's like, uh, wildlife um, people to come do it, the croc would be yeah. little children by we'll now. Wait, we'll wait for the EPA, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. He's like, I got the, down yeah. there and wrangled the, the alligator myself. <laughs> Made these high heel boots out of it. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so well done and just, you know, big difference between the two different governors. And, uh, you know, sticking with immigration – uh, I do want to quickly touch on another little story that I had in, um, you know, I don't want to out my source here because it was more of a friendly conversation. Um, you know, I don't want to out myself either and say like, if it was at a friend's house, if it was me or you juice, I definitely would have met, let my feelings, um, you know, be known at least, or at least tried to spark the conversation to play a little devil's advocate with the person. But this was a situation where I kind of just, had to sit back and and listen a little bit, but um, but it was pretty eye opening to me and the reason why I think uh, I feel the way I feel about a lot of stuff. So 
Here in Massachusetts, one of the things that has recently passed with a lot of these left-leaning uh, you know, rules and, and, and laws they've been doing, I guess, is illegal immigrants can now get issued driver's license through the uh, Massachusetts Department of Motor Vehicles. So you no longer have to be a citizen of the United States in order to obtain a driver's license here in the state of Massachusetts. Absolutely absurd and ridiculous. Now, what makes this even worse is the story that I heard from this individual, um, nice enough guy, personable, uh, you know, young, he's, he's early 20s, uh, Hispanic descent, bilingual speaking. And he was talking about uh, his side hustle that he has over the weekend. And what he does, the way he broke it down is he basically sits off screen, like we are right here. He'd be to the to the side of me with a mouse, being able to see the screen. And he takes driver's tests for people that can't speak English, that are, you know, illegal, um, that are being able to do over the the, the web, Zoom like driver's test, the written portion of it, because the kooky rules they changed with COVID, you no longer have to do this in person. So you're still allowed to take it remotely. So this kid sits off screen, answers the question. And he's got like a mouse like this or something. And he's like in the other room. Yes, exactly what he's doing. And he's because like, they don't make you go a person for the thing. No, they don't make you go not, not even now. Like you they still have like you online. can still do it like that. I mean, you you eventually have to go take your driver's test in person, but he can get them. Um, that's like the first step there, like the, the written portion of the test. So he does that. Is this same guy's face like going around on everybody's license? He goes and takes the, the <laughs> driver's score, takes the picture too, and it's just different names. Yeah. Yeah, that that would be, you know, I wouldn't put do it past know, this. Do state. I know this person? You don't know this person, no. Right, uh, I don't really know the person all that well. Involved. I don't want to get involved but in this. I'm it's not like anybody. Not he said it's about, he gets, dude, he gets like 200 bucks a pop, he said, to do this for people. And then he said there's another thing that you can do. Like other people are looking for sponsors. So that entails bringing someone, meeting up with someone, bringing them to go take the driver's test and letting them use your car. You sit in the back seat while they have the instructor drive with them. And, you know, that's how they go take the driver's test. Uh, the insurance risk is on you for allowing them to do that. So if they got in an accident while you're doing it, you'd be screwed. But he said people are giving four, five, six hundred bucks to do that for them because they don't want to wait. Like they, they'll, they'll, expedite the process to get themselves a license like as fast as they can and they're willing to pay for someone to bring them to do that and if it's the cost of a deductible like 500 bucks you know, like worst case scenario yeah yeah you you're saying it might be worth it I'm saying i might move back to mass i don't uh, know man like i i know remember it, Bora in that thing i showed it at like i don't know like 10 episodes oh yeah yeah with the guy <laughs> you're my friend. You're my my friend. Trying to drive it. Yeah, that's what it is. And and I remember I have. He pulls out the like, vodka and he's drinking it. Yeah, I was. I remember having such a hard time, like getting my plates switched back here. Uh, and I saw this like happening in front of me. Like I was stuck waiting in line. You know how miserable you are there. Like you had to pay for a sponsor to move to move further along in life. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you had to pay an illegal to help you get through the process. No. I know that should have. He has a guy guy who has a guy as his sponsor. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I can't help you, but I have a guy who could expedite the process. That's good stuff, Juice. That is good stuff. (laughs) Uh, But no, I was stuck like in line behind someone, and they're like the person like that was getting like kind of the lead of the thing had someone next to them translating everything that was being said, and like I remember thinking in my head, I'm like, this is crazy. Like, is this person like? like illegal i don't know like maybe they are maybe they aren't but like at the end of the day if you can't stand at the at the counter and communicate in english in america here in this country to communicate with the person at the counter to get your driver's license like how is that okay like how i I don't get that like why 
why shouldn't you be encouraged? Why shouldn't you be expected to learn the language of the country that you're living in and to assimilate to this country? Not just hire some 22-year-old to go take your test for you off screen. And like, where else would this happen? Could me and you go do that in, in France? Could we do that in Germany? China? Like, you think that's happening anywhere else? Like, would someone do that for an American immigrant to go get their German driver's license? Like, crazy. Did you freeze up? No, I'm here. <laughs> I, I was doing like this, like a small... Screen. Okay, okay. I got gotcha. you. Oh, can't believe it. Like A shame, right? Yeah. You did come in with some great lines there, too, so... That was gold. I got a guy, I got a, you're up there, the illegal immigrant comes to you and says, I got a sponsor who could probably help us both out. As you just go around the back yeah. door, they're giving out licenses. Oh, you're a citizen? Uh, Six-week waiting list. Oh, you're an illegal? <laughs> come right along. Come right. Uh, you're a citizen? You're a citizen? Oh, got to come in person. Yeah. No online. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? Good news, uh, Mr. Illegal Immigrant. Uh, we signed you up to register to vote, too, while you were here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, crazy. All right. Um, yeah, that that's, you know, just a quick story. And some people might think I'm making that up. I promise you guys I'm not. Like, in that, to me, that shows me the, 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 the fault, like the, the failure of a system like this. It's just right to be sounds super made up no offense (laughs) (laughs) yeah i just i wrote this one out before the show some guy i don't know i've known you my whole life random guy johnny johnson uh but no 100 percent true i promise 100 um all right juice do we got any spots here we have any sponsors or anything yet uh i know we had bucky's a couple weeks ago they're the sponsor of the come on man yeah, um, I think they got wise pretty quick. Okay, they might they might have dipped on us. Maybe yeah, we can we maybe next next trip down to visit you. Maybe I can stop at Pedro south of the border and try and see if we can get them on board. Um, yeah, if you know you need a sponsor, but we'll see. That'd be nice. So, um, you know, aside from that, how about you guys just subscribe to the show for us? Follow us on YouTube. Um, anywhere juice is pointing his fingers right now, there may or may not be a pop-up for you to click and hit. Um, but follow the show, um, you know, sign up on Spotify and, uh, Apple, um, you know, for audio only, it's not as fun. You'd rather see us on video here on rumble and on YouTube. Um, you know, juice is all over the Twitter machine. He's juice box 1423. Right. And I'm uh DD Ruka six, one, seven. Uh, so, you know, hit us up, drop us a comment, you know, share the show that do, uh, big things for us. We really like that. Um, all right, juice, you ready to wrap this thing up with a fun, classic, good old fashioned, Mr. Come on, man. Segment of the day. Ready to roll, brother. I love it. Come on, man. (laughs) Segment of the day. Brought to you by TBD. (laughs) <laughs> awesome. you know like those billboards called blah 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 this could be you if you're like driving down the thing that would be great they can't fit face yeah 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 you right here all right what do you yeah. think uh are we jumping right into it or do you want to want to go Nothing. in go out i can't go in go out okay that perfect but we'll um, set it up a little bit then i love it well, what better way to wrap up this show today with the old, uh, you know, Israel, Palestine, Hamas situation that's been, uh, you know, Hamas, Hamas. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's been front and center for us. So um, we found this clip of a pro-Palestinian supporter lecturing everybody else out there on the World Wide Web about um, how they can you know, properly support Palestine. So she's not too happy with the way people have been doing it. And uh, she's going to tell you how you need to support Palestine. So let's let her take it away, Juice. 
Palestinians are telling you that this is what some semblance of revolution looks like for us and you're not listening. You don't care for our liberation. If you have conditions for what our resistance looks like, you are not an ally. If you would prefer to hear yourself speak rather than make space for us to share our stories and speak as experienced experts in our own oppression and share how that trauma has been carried within all of us throughout the diaspora, you are not an ally. If we are to assume that you recognize Palestinians as a marginalized and occupied people and you are not centering us or our struggle in your wishes for peace on the internet, you are not an ally. There are so many of you who need to learn how to hold back your tongues so that you can listen to people who are directly affected. There are also so many of you who think that you are smarter than us, that you have some sort of stronger moral compass than us. You share neutral posts by non-Palestinians widely all over the internet and you think that you're doing your part. And I want you to know that you are only further harming us. We're asking that you take a seat, choose to listen and amplify and share our voices and our content instead. I promise you, you do not know our struggle, nor do you know our liberation better than we do. There is one person and one person only there who thinks that they're smarter than everybody else. Uh, that lady? <laughs> I think it's, yes, I think it's the lady with the AOC glasses. The bigger the glasses, the uh, bigger the condescension that comes from the screen. Condescension. Um, Ding! Use it in a sentence. C-O-N-D-E-S-C-I-O-N. Ding! That a boy juice. I don't know. I just made that up. Check it out. If it's not right, we'll put it in the comments. Put it in the comments. We'll fix it there. (laughs) Yeah, dude. I would actually say challenge you to look that up and put it in the comments. Maybe. Go ahead. Find him. Where's Mr. XXL? He'll do it. He'll get you. No, he's got my back, though. <laughs> um that is just like crazy though. How about I mean the only good thing she has from that is like kind of making fun of the virtue signaling people of like the oh we're gonna put the Ukraine flag in our bio, we're gonna put the Palestinian flag the black in our bio. square. Remember the black, the black square. square. Yeah, exactly. So she's like, Yeah, enough of that. Like, don't be doing that, people, which okay, I can get down on that. But the rest of what she said, ridiculous. And I'm sorry, but tweet our shit, not other stuff. That woman does not look like she's living in the Gaza Strip. <laughs> like, you don't know our struggle. You don't know our... She looks like she's, she's very Americanized. Like, yeah, looks like... New York City apartment. Like, yes. Square foot. And looks City. like somebody who grew up here in America. Like, not. I didn't detect an accent at all Those from look her. like Ray-Bans up to Gucci's or something. Nowhere lower than that. Absolutely. And she's talking about being oppressed and, um, you know, being in a, in a, what'd you say, occupied struggle. We're at war right now. I'm in a New York City apartment. I can't even grab my daily bagel from the Jewish deli. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know I, mean? yeah. I can't yep. smear the camp cream cheese. Yes. Blood is being smeared on the other. Yeah. And you can hear a baby in the background babbling and stuff too during that. And it's like, dude, you you have no problem calling the ceasefire again with the people who just were chopping off the heads of little babies like the one you can hear crying in the background. <laughs> like that's a side that you want people to support. We're just not smart enough though, Juice. We're not educated enough to listen to a Palestinian like her who or our glasses you, big <laughs> oh yeah yes we definitely do not have big enough glasses um and we just can't comprehend we can't understand that they don't see the world the same way that we see the world yeah we just see the world you know as the name of the show here right and wrong things are, are pretty black and white for the most part we believe in common sense and I think common sense tells me that we want to be on the side of the people that um you know have a respect for themselves and for others, not for people who um, I've heard it summed up this way before um, from the mouths of Hamas leaders. Israel loves life. The people of Israel love life. 
people of Palestine love death. Like we love death. That's the way they tried to describe it once where it's like, they look at dying as a martyr, as like a heroic life. They want that. And the people want to stay alive on the other side. And that's, to me, the common sense is pretty obvious there on which side you want to be a part of. Um, but we need this lady in, in her extra thick, extra large glasses, um, you know, with her TikTok video to tell you the, the side of moral superiority. Like, piss off, right? Yeah. <laughs> Those are my favorites. I love when you do that, my man. Well, were you waiting for that? I don't have, like, the, you have been canceled. What is it again? Come on, man. You have I know. Canceled. We don't have it anymore. We used to use it great. But, it um, I know. You, my but, friend, have been given one big, fat, classic. Come on, man. And I think that's probably how we can sum things up. Do you have anything to add to that, lady? You feel good on that? You think we made our point? Yeah, I feel great about that whole thing. <laughs> yeah, she's horrible, horrible. But yeah. good thing she's out there to lecture the rest of the internet and tell you how to support properly, uh, properly support terrorism. Go ahead. <laughs> um, so... We should be back next week, right? What do you think? We're going to have a show I next I love it. I'm ready. I want it. We're good. We're good. We've been with things going on, stuff, life, living, all that good stuff. Um, so we'll we'll get back next week for you guys. Uh, it was a pleasure to be back. It was great to see you, my man. And, uh, you know, I think that Thanks for having us. Oh, I haven't. Thanks for having us. <laughs> Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. Us. See you next week, folks. The Right and Wrong Show is produced by Juice. Executive producer, Juice. Audio mixer is Juice. Hair by Skull Shavers. Wardrobe and makeup by Ashley Ruka. Right and Wrong Song created by Juice. The Right and Wrong Show is copyright 2022 from Brian Ruka.